make the choice because you're going after your dream and you're going after something you love doing and just see how it's how it's going to turn out hello everyone and welcome to this episode of the wow of the world of work those were pretty wow words from gloria zhang the current guest of this episode where we talk about following your dreams now you can tell by now that this season two of the wow is really opening up the discussion and talking about real stories of people who see their world of work as a world of opportunities possibilities where they can pursue multiple interests including their passions including their dreams so let's get to know gloria a little bit better and by the way i met her last year during an ido design thinking course she's based in singapore we had never really met before this episode um so i'm extremely grateful to her that she she accepted my invitation to share the story on how she's been pivoting and she moved from a, a career profession in diageo to curatorship studies and museum studies in singapore now before we get to your story i will briefly introduce you based on my little cheat sheet that i have here <laughs> all right so gloria and feel free by the way to chip in chime in so you've worked for the drinks giant diageo right for about a decade or so across different roles in quality new product introduction and supply chain development now we have something in common not so much about the 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 function in the background but i worked in tobacco you worked in alcohol <laughs> there's a good there's i think i think it's a match almost made in heaven <laughs> okay so work for diageo your background and i was also looking into your linkedin you have a very fascinating background it's in uh, communications and supply chain management so you do have um, a major in journalism and logistics and supply chain management, correct? Okay. And you are now pursuing your passion in museum studies with Nanyang Technological University in Singapore. And I also noticed in your LinkedIn profile, and really to congratulate you on that, you are already putting museum professional tell stories of arts and heritage. So that is such an interesting, that is a real shift, isn't it? <laughs> From drinks, supply chain, product innovation to, to museum curatorship. So tell us, um, tell us a little bit your story. All right, where do you want to start? <laughs> on, on how you your world of work as well has has changed has evolved um throughout the course of your of your career of your time and how 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 that thinking process started to to mature in you right because actually many people i talk to it's never really a, a one day to the next type of thing it's usually <clears throat> sedimented you know it's until it gets ripe and until it's the right moment to, to take that jump. So yeah, please tell us tell us how tell us a little bit more your, your story and that pivoting, how that went for you. 
Sure, I think um, the pivoting I made in my life is more about um, an increase the self-awareness and the self-discovery rather than a direct link to the change of the world of a work. I think that definitely facilitates the change. Um, but I think it's probably more coming from me inside, um, facilitated by the outside. So if you look at my background, yes, it is quite diverse. And I still remember the time when I applied for uh, a degree in supply chain and I have mm -hmm. to tell the school why, why I want to do supply chain because I'm coming from a journalist background. So to backtrack a little bit, um, I talk about journalism because of a family legacy. I've got a couple of editors at home and I love writing. I love putting pieces together. So when I picked the major, when I was still very young, mm. I actually didn't really think a lot about a major, a subject. I would just feel natural, you know, just get out of it. And everybody in your family seems to be doing that. And I love writing, lovely love kind of uh, speaking to people, finding about their stories, love interviewing people, so I just get onto it. Um, but shortly after I joined the journalism major, I I realized um, there's this kind of a business part in me that mm. I want to get close to. So there's the part that I want to do things rather than just as a journalist, stand by and look at people doing things and reporting what they do. Mm -hmm. And at the time, supply chain is quite a um, blooming industry or just kind of coming on this trend. I thought, oh, no, if I'm going to do something business, how about pick a specialty in the business that can get me both into the business, which I love to put my hands on doing something, turn something into a result at the same time with a specialty. Um that's why I, how I started a kind of a slow pivot into the business world. And I had a fantastic year in the UK. I joined Diageo as a graduate trainee. I spent 10 years with them. And along these 10 years, um, the world of work has been changing. And I'm also changing myself because not I'm changing myself. I'm coming to understand mm -hmm. myself a little bit better. I mean, along the process, I've met so many mentors and coaches some of them introduced me to um, this word called purpose. Yeah, so what yes. is the purpose of the world? And I start to look at my life to say, right, so what what is the purpose of me? And I start to think about this question. And it's not an easy question. And I didn't really get the answer that quickly. But it's just something in my back of the mind to say, you know, I really enjoy what I'm doing now, but what am I here for? Mm -hmm. What I really love doing? What kind of difference I want to make? And then it came on, and this opportunity came, I think in 2019, I become a volunteer at a local museum. So this volunteer is actually about, it's a docent volunteering. So basically we guide people through the history gallery there and we tell people the stories of the artifacts they see on the exhibition. Um, and I just realized during my training like how much I really enjoyed standing in front of that artifact and telling people the stories of it so people can have their takeaway and people will connect the dots and people are like, 
oh, you know what? Oh, there's something new about it, something I didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's this interesting aspect about it. Like I was amazed at all these little findings myself when I was researching to work on my paper, you know, paper to put out the tool. And I also enjoy like seeing people's reactions immediately and you see the impact you've been making on people. And then I think at that point of time, it's just, what do we say, when the stars aligned together, um, when I applied for um, this course in NTU in that year, COVID has not hit us yet. Um, but the timing is just a totally coincidence. Um, I think it's the change is more a result of a self-discovery along the time in the world of work. And uh, I have to give credit to a lot of, to actually to my corporate experience because they really made me aware of something I was never aware before. And they made me become somebody I I was not aware I am before. So what you're saying, uh, yeah, I, I think that's, that's actually, that resonates a lot. And I think that's also something maybe to pause on um, for, for a second because there is so much that the corporate environment gives us uh, and gives people and gives professionals in terms of um, especially certain type of organizations that invest a lot in people development. They invest a lot in, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in really also assigning people to challenging uh, jobs and projects and, and it's through that experience that you also end up growing as, as, as an individual and as a professional and there's sometimes a little bit of an unfair I would say uh, uh, critique towards organizations as much as you know they, they have their their ups and downs etc but definitely they the, the real ones the serious ones when it comes to people development they provide this very strong uh, foundation of what it means to uh, uh, take responsibility for your actions, take accountability, what it means to work within a team, to be accountable for your results, and 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 also by working with others and through others, the sense of self-realization too, you know. So, so, so thanks for mentioning that because I do think, uh, especially maybe for the younger or the millennials who may be a little bit disillusioned, um, towards certain big corporations, I would say, you know, they're also going through their major changes and transformations as we speak. Um, but there is a very strong basis of development that's provided. Yes, definitely. I think myself benefit a lot from those programs and development and also just the people you met along the way. Um, yeah, because sometimes I'm thinking if I never went to that workshop who introduced this purpose to me, I probably never really started to think about what change I, what kind of impact I want to leave behind me and what changes I really want to make to the world. So absolutely spot on. I think there's a lot to offer from them. Yeah. And, and I've seen you, you've also, so you're based in Singapore, right? But you've also tr- uh, lived in, in different parts, uh, in, in Europe, in the UK, haven't you? You've also had the opportunity yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had my um, degree in supply chain in the UK. And afterwards, when I joined 
yeah, so my first assignment was actually based in Scotland. So I spent a whole year there. Um, and of course, at the time I was young, I loved traveling around Europe and the UK as well. And that really set as a foundation for me to really understand how the business works. Because mm-hmm. at the time, uh, even now, I think Scotch is at the heart of what we do over there. So it really gave me a good introduction. And also in terms of a culture, like how you work with people, how you connect um, with people from a different culture. And when I moved to Singapore, um, it's a totally different culture. And uh, in the meanwhile, when I collaborate with people in Southeast Asia, from Philippines, or Indonesia, Malaysia, Vietnam, it's also a different, a slightly different kind of a way of working. I think from that sense, I benefit a lot of kind of adapting and learning the different ways of working with people, different kinds of people. Um, yeah, it's it's a global experience, I would say. It is. But, uh, and because and, I'm fascinated about multicultural uh, aspects and I've also lived in many different uh, countries and I was brought up in different uh, cultures. Um, but what's always helped me is looking at what's in common amongst humans. What has your experience been in that perspective? If you look at it in the in in your working environment and working experience, what is it that you find? Because I, I believe a lot in bridging as well, while maintaining, of course, you know the the differences, because we are all, thank God, <laughs> unique and different. Um, but, but what is that part of the world when, and I and I am completely generalizing here when we talk about the big Asia, because that's such a different uh, uh, within it. There's so many different realities. But but I was curious because you started mentioning about the Philippines and 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 these other d- differences, of course, that you have also witnessed. How how would you describe that world of work uh, uh, in terms of how do people see work? over there is it is it you know similar to what you've witnessed in the western part let's say or is it does it have a different connotation to it well i'd I'd be curious to hear your views Mm, i think um when i was in the uk like work-life balance is very important um to people you never see people picking on email during a holiday so a holiday is a holiday, right? So yes. I can see a clear line between work and life. So I've seen my colleagues came into work really early and finish what they need to do today and go home and be with the family. And then they never open their laptop in that sense. I think in, say, in Southeast Asia, um, as we're, most of countries are still on the, you know, the curve of yes. developing the economy and uh, expanding the industrial footprint, etc. Work seems to be a lot more, takes a lot more priority. If I say versus like family or personal life, uh, it takes quite a big weight. So I've got, I've seen people like replying emails really late. I've seen people kind of still getting back to your crisis, even when they're on a holiday. Um, hmm. They're working really, really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure, I think. And also the notion towards work is a bit different. I feel here 
including myself,、mm-hmm. I think work is very important. It takes, don't know, maybe a majority part of my life. You know, I do my work first. Once I've done, then I think about how I can enjoy myself.、Um, well, what I notice in the UK is a probably a bit more balanced view of life. Yes, work part of it. But then there's also family life. There's also me time. There's also、mm-hmm. other time. So I I can see there's kind of a different notions and、uh, how we take work and how important、yes. the work is to us personally, which probably also influenced by the bigger context or the bigger world you are in at the moment. Yeah, yeah. That's that's maybe I should do a podcast on that at some stage on the the difference.、Um, let's say I I would call it almost like work ethics. I, what I mean by work ethics, it's how you show up in a professional environment.、Um, and I I tend to think、uh, having worked as well in multinational companies, so global companies where you you have similar expectations. Regardless of where that company is based, whether it's in Japan, whether it's in Indonesia, whether it's in China, or whether it's in the U.S., you know, you you have similar standards of expectations and、uh, and and ethics. But but it's true. There's a different、mm, spark. There's a different drive. There's maybe a different sense of.、Um, And and a duty. I don't know. Maybe that's that's a strong word that I'm using. But、um, I've I've sensed that at least in relation to there's a, there's a great sense of respect and and even towards work. You know, without taking that for granted, it's almost like、mm. it. I'm using a big word here when I say sacred, but it is.、Um, it's more than important. It's something you cherish. It's something you nurture. It's something、yeah. that's. I don't know. That's that's a bit. The sense I've always had when when I've traveled、uh, for、mm. work to, to 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 Japan, for example, or to Malaysia.、Yeah. So, okay, very interesting. So let's. Sorry for that pivoting there. <laughs> Now I just give you a new idea for the next episode. Yeah, absolutely. All of these conversations lead to to more conversations and more conversations. So back to your story. Dear Gloria, back to your story on on、uh, so based on what you said, it it was more like a self discovery that kind of led you to that different path, right?、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. Would you like to continue to elaborate on that, or like because it could have, when you look into that self discovery, how come it landed on art, for example, and how come And on your site, on your site, on your LinkedIn page, <clears throat> you put a lot of emphasis on this concept of heart, art, and heritage. Yeah, I guess、um, it's it just happens. I mean, it sounds a bit romantic. It just happens.、Um, I, I love romance. Like, it's great. <laughs> We need、yeah. more romance these days. <laughs> yes, I think、um, the way I was brought up that. There's kind of a tendency to always pre-prepare myself to obtain or acquire the certain skills that will be in demand by the world, and as I've been exposed to purpose and I've been thinking about my life, what I'm here for, I think my focus shifted more 
towards you know what kind of service I can actually provide to this world and what I will enjoy being doing. Um, these are big questions, and I also don't know what's the answer. Um, but the thing I was doing, and I think I read this book called "Design Your Life," which is very inspiring. That I just went out and tried different things. You know, you go to different seminars and you go to different workshops. You speak to different people. You literally do what I do has been taught to you. You know, you prototype, you test. And you come, you get the feedback, and you try again. So before that, I think I've really just you know randomly tried a lot of things. You know, I was like, oh, this I think is quite interesting. Uh, graphic design also quite interesting. You know, how about a marketing job? How about you know the business development? How about um, I don't know pharmaceutical or other industry, etc. And When I say it comes a bit romantic, is just because I felt it strongly when I was standing in the gallery, kind of telling people the story of the collections on display, and、uh, that just the moment you feel it's right, yeah, you you don't have a lot of rationalization about it, or you probably don't feel like question it. It just gives you the feel that. If it's about right, okay, let's start with that.、Um, so that was the feeling, and then I learned about this、um, degree offered by NTU, the Nanyang Technology Technological University in Singapore. And、uh, I spoke to a couple of people. I applied for it, and、uh, there, there I am. I mean, yeah, it's it, it just a choice. I, I think even now, I think I'm still kind of a Evolving, you see. Oh yeah, you know, I really love the museum. But which parts of the museum do I like better? Do I like the collection better, or do I want to be a curator, or do I want to engage more in the educational outreach program with the general public, or do I want to do more sponsorship or partnership? I、mm-hmm. think I'm still constantly in kind of redefining and shaping.、Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the change is really the time you feel it's it's the right thing and. And you know it, and I think if it's right for you, we will know it. So that's the romantic feeling I was talking about. And that, I, you know, I, again, I love the story <clears throat> for many reasons, and and mostly because of the sense of discovery. Because, based on what I'm hearing you say, it's not like. You were born with this thing of art in your head. <laughs> you said, like as a child, I would always love to go to museums, or or or, or kind of like this. This has always been my passion or my side hobby or whatever. You have allowed yourself to explore, experiment, meet different people, take part of right numerous、uh, workshops or situations that expose you to different realities, and then you have that moment of. Ah, this is, this is what feels right in that gallery. Yeah, exactly as you said, Paula. Wow, I find that really, and and it's not only that; it's, it must have been so strong because you've left Diageo. I mean, you、yes. you've taken that leap too. It's not like, oh, okay, let me let me do something in parallel and. 
So I give you the example when I did my curatorship uh, mm. studies. It was in 2018 uh, here at the University of the Arts in in Zurich, and it was it was evening classes. I did not take that jump of saying that I was still working and I was doing evening classes for for the mm. curatorship studies. In your case, you just <laughs> you just jumped over, didn't you? Yeah, and then I think that's. Where and that's when the external world kind of、uh, facilitates a little bit.、Um, I think yes, it's kind of a romantic finding of oh, all of a sudden I want to do heritage and museum. But I think before that, it's an intention that you set out. It's like you know,、mm-hmm. I want to find out what I really love doing, what I really enjoy doing, what kind of、uh, difference I could make on、um, the world or on the people around me. And with that intention, I went out, experiment, and try different things. And then one day, the light bulb came to say, "Ah,、oh, that's a thing I want to do." And I think at the time, it just also happens like、um, that. I I was reaching like ten years with the age at the time, and intuitively, you feel like it's、mm-hmm. a time to move on.、Um, It、yeah. feels like your first chapter of your career has coming to a close, and now you have this light bulb. You know what you want to do next. Now it's a time to start a、yeah. new chapter, and it's not an easy decision to say,、oh, "I quit my job and then I take a year out and、I、do something totally different."、Um, I think there's a few consideration I had at time. One is that.、Um, I want to do it wholeheartedly, because I know if I do it part-timely, I will never be able to dedicate myself to either one, which is unfair to the job I'm doing and unfair to my new love that I discovered.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, the second thing is,、um, I think sometimes you will have to close one door to open another door. If I kept the both door open, I would not push myself further to say how far you can go in this field. You've made up your mind because there always be a safety net over there. So whenever I encounter any challenges、um, in my new field, instead of kind of trying to conquer and get around it, I would just like,、oh, you know, I have my safety nets.、Mm-hmm. I'm probably just unconsciously. Move back. So I think the second thought I had at the time is, it is painful and it's not be easy, but I will have to close one door, so that in the new door I opened, I can commit it to it. And I guess you need a bit of faith and confidence, mostly confidence, a faith to say things will be working out okay. And then if you put your heart on it, it will eventually work out.、Um, And when all this coming together, I think life is so short. Sometimes you just have to take the risk and do something different. I think if I didn't make that choice, I would be regretting the time I'm really, really old. When I look back, I probably thought, Gloria, why didn't you just take the risk? I mean, on the other side, what worst can happen?、Mm-hmm. I mean, what the worst can happen?、Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, so I was like, okay, you know, once in a time that make a choice, 
not because it's gonna bring you so many other external benefits or economic values or skill up, um, upgrade, etc. Make the choice because you're going after your dream and you're going after something you love doing, and just see how it's how it's gonna turn out. Sounds like great advice to me, don't you think? Follow those dreams, it ain't gonna hurt you. Anything's gonna make us much, much stronger. So make sure you tune into the second part of my conversation with Gloria Zhang. And until then, take good care.